0: Welcome to Crime with Joy. Today we're going to be talking about Asia Degree and the disappearance. So, hold on, buckle your seat, and we're going to get started. Bye-bye! Alright, and we're back! Hi, this is Joy from... Crime with joy, and I just want to say thank you guys for so sorry. Thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast, and I just want to say that hopefully I sound more cheerful because the last few times I've been doing my podcast, I sound like oh I don't want to be here, you know. But no, I do want to be here, and I just have anxiety like the rest of us. Hashtag anxiety, it sucks. So I just want to leave you with that. I just thank you all for listening to me ramble. And, you know, for getting these stories out to people who really need recognition, you know. So let's just start with, well, let's just do a little life update, a little fun time. So that way we can see how you all are doing. All right, we'll be right back. And welcome back. So I hope that you guys are having a great day. I'm having a wonderful day. Today's Thursday. Tomorrow I get off early from work, and I'm just so excited because I was supposed to have a doctor's appointment, but my doctor had to cancel. So honestly, it's just nice that I get off early and I don't have to work the rest of the day. So with that, I just want to say that you know it's almost Friday, guys. Let's get excited because this is Amazing because the week has been going by quickly for me, surprisingly. And I'm just happy that the week is almost over. Friday is coming and the weekend is almost here, baby. Because this week has been, it hasn't been great, it hasn't been bad, but it's been busy and stressful. And it's just been a little, you know, chaotic. But, um, I love doing this podcast because I feel like that I am with my friends and I'm just enjoying life and it's just amazing because I feel like I can be myself, you know. I'm not like, oh well, you know. It's not work. It's a hobby. I love it. And I've only done a few episodes and I'm being much more lively and louder just because I don't want to sound like I'm like you know, half asleep because I think the past episodes I was like, you know. So, you know, Grab a snack, grab your favorite wine, do whatever you like. If you're driving, you know, don't grab a, well, grab a snack, but don't grab any wine while you drive. I am going to about, sorry, I'm about to pop open this Bud Light next. So if you heard that, I'm going to put it up to the microphone. This is hard to do with one hand. Anyways. Yeah. So we're going to take a sip. Yes, Bud Light next is my best friend, but (laughs) gosh, Bud Light, if you're listening, I would love for you to sponsor me. Just kidding, but that would be great. I would love that. But yeah, so grab a snack, have a seat, buckle up. We're about to speak about a case that I've found interesting for the past, I don't know, nine or almost like 10 years I've been listening to. If you ever listen to Kendall Ray, she does a great job of telling stories and she's always like very informative. And I've been interested in the Asia degree case for a while because it's mind blowing. There are twists, there are turns. It just doesn't make any sense. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. You guys just buckle up and we'll be right back. And we're back. Welcome back, guys. So I've said that like five times, sorry. But now we're gonna go ahead and talk about Asia. So I'm just looking at my notes here because every podcast I do, I try to do some research and take notes because I want to know about the case. And I actually want to, you know, study it and not just, you know, blab about what I think I know. And, you know, here are the facts. So, Asia was born in 1990. She was age 9 at the time of her disappearance. She disappeared. So, she has a brother. His name is O'Brien. And he is one year older than her. They lived in Shelby, North Carolina. That was their home. And Asia's parents always protected their kids from outside influences. They did not have a computer in the home Asia was in fourth grade at the Falston Elementary School, and I'm sorry if I butchered that because I'm really bad at pronunciations. So Asia and her brother both played basketball. Asia was a point guard. The second week of February in 2000, both the kids were out of school and spent the day at their aunt's while their parents worked. The next day, Asia had her first basketball game of the season, Um, Asia's team lost because Asia fouled out. Her parents remember that Asia was very upset about this and that she was, in fact, crying over the loss. So on February 13th, Sunday, the kids went to church from a relative's house and then went back home. At 8 p.m., both kids went to bed in the room that they shared. That night, the power went out from a nearby car crash and storm. The power came back on at 12.30 a.m. Harold, that's Asia's father, checked on their kid, on the kids in their room, and both were asleep in their beds. Now he checked again before going to bed at 2 a.m., after that, he heard Asia's bed. I'm sorry. After that, O'Brien, which is Asia's brother, heard Asia's bed squeak, and he thought that she was just rolling over in her bed, you know, as one does. I am a very like. I move around a lot in my sleep, rock and roll like I am a very um, I don't want to say violent sleeper, but I do not stay in one place, so. I'm definitely all over the place when it comes to sleeping, and I don't, unless someone is sleeping next to me, I am all over the mattress, like, I have a hard time sleeping as it is, so when I am sleeping, I am, like, rolling all over the place, it's like gymnastics, if you know what I mean, so, so let's see, so, At this time that O'Brien was hearing his sister's bed squeak, Asia was actually getting out of bed and putting on her backpack. Asia had packed clothes and personal items beforehand. She left the house around this time. Between 3.45 and 4 a.m., a truck and a motorist saw her walking south along the Highway 18. I might say highway 18 or it might be a different highway. I might have butchered that, I'm just saying, because I think when I was taking my notes, I accidentally wrote the wrong thing. So BT dubs, if I got that wrong, I'm really sorry. Um both the truck, the trucker and the motorist supported this to police. Um The motorist turned around and went to look for her because he thought it was strange that a child is walking on the highway at that hour. When the motorist did this, he got spooked. I'm sorry, Asia got spooked and ran into the woods. Meanwhile, Asia's mother woke up at 545 to get her kids ready for school. This morning was the parents' anniversary. The mother stayed... I'm sorry, her mother started a bath for the kids since the storm. They did not take a bath the night before. Her mother went into the kids' room to wake them up before their six thirty alarm went off to call them to take their bath. O'Brien was in his bed, but Asia was not. Her mother looked all over the house and. The family cars for Asia, but she was nowhere to be found. She told Harold that she could not find Asia in the house. Harold suggested that maybe Asia was at his mother's house, mother in law's house that was directly across the street. So the mother, I'm sorry, so when her mother called over there and her sister in law said that Asia was not there. Asia's mother went into panic mode as a parent would I'm not a parent so I don't know but I think when I become a parent and I can't find my child like say we're in a grocery store I would be like where are you I'd probably like tear up the place because honestly that is so disheartening you know like think about when you're a kid and you get lost in a grocery store when I was a child and I would get lost like in Walmart and stuff and I would be looking everywhere for my mom because I was like flipping out like oh my gosh and they would have to like announce on the um on the announcements be like uh Joy's mom where are you we have her at the front desk you know what I mean so yeah it was definitely a big panic for her mother So she called, so her mother called the police. By 6.40, the first police officer arrived to the house. Police dogs were called to the scene. The canines could not pick up Asia's scent. Asia's mother went in, went looking in the neighborhood and calling her daughter's name. They found a child's glove, but it wasn't Asia's. Due to the fact that Asia's mother said that no winter clothing was taken out of their house. Asia's mother woke, it, woke up the entire neighborhood by 7 a.m. with the panic. The degrees, family, friends, and church came to support them. On February 15th, a shed in the woods where Asia ran into had candy wrappers in it. A pencil and marker and a Mickey Mouse hair clip which was Asia's, it has been confirmed by her parents. These items belong to their daughter. Also found a picture of a girl near Asia's age in appearance but has yet to be identified as Asia. So let's take a break for a second because you know we've been talking for a minute. So let me take a sip of my beer and you guys grab a snack or whatever you're gonna do and we're gonna take a brief break. back so i hope you guys grabbed a snack took a bathroom break whatever you need to do just because we have a long case ahead of us so let's see so these were the only items found by the initial search for asia asia's mother said that her daughter's favorite clothing item was missing from the house this was a pair of jeans with a red stripe on it and it was missing a week later, the search was called off for Asia. 9,000 man hours had been put into the search with a radius of 2 to 3 miles. 300 leads were submitted for Asia's whereabouts, from sightings to tips about abandoned houses in wells where Asia might be. Dan Crawford from the county sheriff's office said that There was never really a good lead from the start of the case. He said the media sorry, he asked the media to keep Asia's story alive. In February 22nd a news conference Crawford said that they're going to, sorry, they're going long range with the search for Asia. The FBI and the North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation, which is the CBI, were involved in the case. They added Asia to the missing children's databases. While the search was called off, Crawford stated that they were following everything they can for this case. Asia, sorry, from Asia's mother's statement, the cops think that Asia planned this runaway. One of the people from the CBI, he said that he stated that Asia is not your typical runaway. Okay, so I'm probably going to butcher this person's name, but Ben Arami from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children said that most kids who run away are at least 12 years old. An FBI agent theorized that maybe Asia ran away from a dysfunctional family or poor school performance. Investigators believe there is explanation for her departure. She may have gotten off track or lost. So they basically thought that Asia was either getting lost or she was off track or she got abducted. Um, That's what the FBI agent concluded. So the media went national, or sorry, the media went national for the news of Asia. Her parents have been spreading the news through different TV ex- appearances, sorry. On August 2001, her book bag and other belongings were found off w- off the highway during a construction project. So I should have mentioned in the beginning that her stuff was not found right away. Her stuff was found later on. I should have mentioned that. I'm sorry. The items contained Asia's name and phone number. That This is how they knew that these were Asia's items. This is the only evidence found of Asia's. The Degree family has come up with different ideas to keep Asia's name alive in her case in the media. In 2008, they created a scholarship in honor of her for hardworking local students, they host an annual walk in her honor. It starts at their house and ends at Highway 18, where Asia was last seen. Asia's mother expects her to walk in the door one day. Asia's mother also says that the news is not sorry. Asia's mother also states that the news is not widely spread because Asia is a black child. Now, I can definitely understand her worry about this because I have a lot of black friends or African-American friends, if you will, and I'm a white female. So, if I go missing and, you know, they're not able to locate me, they're definitely going to, like, tear up the town looking for me. But my other friends, I feel like, yeah, they might look for them, but they won't, like, tear up everything they can like they do in the media for us white folks. So that's the difference. She doesn't, she does believe that it is racial because a white child would get more media attention when they go missing. She say that she says this is the most people, I'm sorry, she say that when she says this, most people say no, it's not about race, but She doesn't believe that. Otherwise, her child would be all over the news, and she said that she has more common sense about this. Asia has been missing for 22 years. At this point, there are no more leads in her case. Every tip that comes in never seems to pan out for Asia. There's a $45,000 reward that is being offered if anyone has any information regarding her whereabouts. And that's the case of Asia Degree. And I'm just gonna, um, pause for a second and tell you guys my thoughts on this case because I am definitely confused and there's not a lot of information. So we'll get to that in just a minute. Okay, and we're back. So hopefully you guys took a break with me. I am just gathering my thoughts and... Honestly, I don't want to be like an armchair detective and say I know exactly where she is. And obviously there are theories of where she is and who took her or if anyone took her. But at this point, I am just shocked because she's been missing for this long and they have no inf- no new information about her. And the thing is, like, I think you know, most of us have seen, like, true crime, and, like, when you go missing, like, the first 48 hours are the most important, so it's good that her parents, like, called police right away, but in this case, it's just sad that that didn't really do much, and and her mother has a point that, you know, sorry, her mother has a point that, her daughter is not getting a lot of media attention according to different people like you know this summer when we all watched like Gabby Petito she went missing and everyone rallied and like they had FBI they had people searching all over and they finally found her but like if it was a black female at this point, they probably would not even look as hard as they did for Gabby Petito. Gabby was a beautiful young lady, which Asia was a beautiful child too. But the fact is that it's about race and the sad thing in our country and many other countries that if you're not a certain race, then you basically get shoved off to the side. And that's what I've noticed because You know, I'm not a black person, so I cannot speak from experience, but I can tell from all of my friends that I have, close friends that are African American, like how much they fear of this country and getting pulled over or anything like that. That's a fear that they shouldn't have just because of their skin color. That's what I believe, honestly. So, um, yeah, Aisha definitely was a beautiful child. She looks so happy in her picture, and I just don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know how, you know, if I was a, a parent and, you know, my child went missing, I would freak out, like, I would be so devastated, And I just, I don't know what else they can really do now because, you know, they miss so much of her life now. It's, it's really sad and I just don't know, you know. I, I honestly don't know that, you know, if at this point, like if they, what will come out of it, I'm not going to theorize. I don't want to be like, yeah, well, she's over here because they've already had so many, you know, heartbreaking leads that they think, oh, we might find her and they still haven't found her. And that's what is so sad about missing person cases. Like people can go missing for years. And honestly, I don't know. You know, I don't know the rate of, you know, people who go missing and find people, which, you know, sometimes, like, uh, J.C. Lee, Dugard, you know, women like that, and they get found, like, that's a miracle, but a lot of times, like, you're traumatized, you know, like, she was gone for a long time, and I'm sure that, you know, she was traumatized, and I'm sure that wherever Asia is, she is probably traumatized and scared, and I hope that her family gets the answers they need and the justice they deserve. Because what I don't get is that, like, you know, if I lived in North Carolina, I would go to the walk. I would do things that I could support her. Because I live in another state, so it's not like I can go there and, like, look at the billboard. And, you know, I would love to do that one day and, you know, support the family, and try to go to, like, her walk, because, honestly, it's the best thing you can do, and I tried to look up, like, an Asia degree foundation or something, and I couldn't really find anything, because I would donate money if I could, you know, and I would give them some money to see what that could do, and I just feel so bad for the family, and, like, her brother, and You know, imagine your sibling going missing and you're in bed and you don't even know what was going to happen to them and then all of a sudden they're gone and you have no idea where they are. So, it's just really sad and I hope that this case opens your guys' eyes about race and, you know, female, male, whatever. It's just mainly about race and I just feel so bad for their family and I hope and pray that... They will eventually get the answers they deserve and need and everyone just, you know, spread the word about Asia, you know, she's been gone a while and I just feel so bad for the entire family in North Carolina, you know. I wish that, you know, I could do something as, you know, just a single person in my state. But, you know, the best thing you can do is give out the information. Like, this is why I do these kind of podcasts because I want to give the information out and give awareness of these events and what happened. And it's honestly the best thing you can do is spread the word because otherwise, if you're not doing anything you know, you can be, you can consume true crime and it's great, but eventually it's like, okay, well, just another case and you don't think about it. But I think about these cases a lot and I'm just like, wow, like, I don't understand. And, you know, I bet that everyone is confused as much as I am. And, you know, this is why I wanted to start this podcast because I wanted to spread awareness about this case and about you know you don't hear a lot about missing african american girls and it's just the saddest thing and i would rather have um you know someone spreading the news than no one spreading the news so with that i just want to tell you guys like especially if you know you want to give money or do whatever i don't know You'll have to do some research online to see where you can give money. Or maybe if you're in North Carolina, you can go to the walk. It's Shelby, North Carolina. It's the um, in February, the date that she went missing. That is when they have their walk. I think it was moved, but definitely look it up if you're in that area and try to go because, you know, you want to support them as much as possible. And with that, we're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to catch up for the week and basically tell you guys, like, what I plan for this podcast and what what else we're going to do. So let's take a break for a brief second, okay? Right, and we're back so I'm just probably gonna leave it here because I've been talking for a while and I don't want this to be about me or the podcast but you know so you know if you can put a review on my podcast and you know like it try to follow us on Spotify I think we're on major platforms now you know, if you can check out everything that we're doing to raise awareness for these people and their cases, um, that would be amazing. And I just want to leave you guys with that. And I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and I might be back in a few days. I don't really have a schedule like recording. It's just, you know, when I find the time I try to do it. So the past few episodes have been a little cringy, but you know, Like they say, if if you never start, you're never going to start. So you might as well start somewhere. And if it's not perfect, it's not perfect. And I just want to thank you guys for listening. And with that, I'm going to leave you all with always be aware, always keep your eyes open, and make sure to always spread the word. You guys have a great day. This is Crime With Joy, and I am so happy you listened. Bye-bye!